What's up, RTC? This is the Career Progressions Podcast, brought to you by RevealTalent.com. I'm your career advocate, Mark Allred. You know, building the career you want is no longer about climbing the ladder of success. Technology and the speed of information have made advancing in your career like climbing a rock wall. Our podcast focuses on the stories of career pros and experts who have climbed before you. What they share will help you find the climbing holds they use to get where they are today. Their stories will help you be proactive, be intentional, and keep moving forward. Well, around here, when we talk about making connections with people that you don't know, we always encourage you to start by talking about the things you have in common. Well, I share something in common with today's guest that I promise you that neither one of us want to have in common. Unfortunately, we both have had the misfortune of having multiple surgeries on both eyes. Now, I want to tell you, God works in an amazing way. I am so blessed by the fact that Barb was introduced to me as someone who'd be a great guest for the show at exactly the time I was in the throes of all the drama that was going on with my eye. But you see, she was a few years removed from her harrowing situation. And and when she found out about what I was going through, I mean, she was so kind uh, to offer me so much needed advice and encouragement. And it was during one of those conversations that she gave me the advice to not give up my power when it came to the type of care that I got throughout the process. So when it came time to figure out what we wanted to talk about today, we both agreed that that advice is also powerful for professionals to apply in their careers as well. So let me introduce you to my guest, Barb Garrison. Barb is a career and money breakthrough coach and job you love expert at Internal Groove, the company she founded 14 years ago. She helps burned out, success-driven professionals who are just going through the motions to design a career based on their truth. So what's a person's truth, according to Barb? Well, I'm hoping she'll tell us more about that today. Hey, Barb, how are you? Welcome. Oh, thank you so much for that kind introduction. (laughs) Well, I tell you, first of all, let me just say publicly, thank you. I mean, I truly appreciate all the advice and encouragement that you shared with me. You came into my life at just a, a very important time. And, and this shared experience has really very quickly made you someone I'm grateful to now have as a friend. Oh, you're so sweet. You know, it is totally my pleasure. And I have to tell you, I, I have learned so much from having temporarily lost my vision and the 12 surgeries I had and all of that. And one of the things I've learned is that if I could use the difficulty that I went through to help someone else feel more relaxed and more comfortable, then you know what? That was that was one of the hidden gifts of it all. And I always am a proponent of looking for hidden gifts in all kinds of things, even the most difficult ones. I, I believe in that in life in general, and I see it happen in our careers every day of the week with um, you know my clients and in my own life. And this was a a very good example of that. So the only thing I'll say is you will now have the ability to help the next person that you meet that might have some retinal issues or vision issues. And now you, you can help them know what to expect. Well, you know, it's not a club we asked for, but it's a club that I think, um, we respect. It's funny. Um, 
uh, Scott Thornhill, who was also on the show not too long ago, and he's he's lost his eyesight to a, a degenerative condition. And the way he articulated what you're saying right now is, he said, when I was able to discover the purpose behind the struggle, the struggle became a gift. Yes. And uh, that stayed with me since he said it to me and, and you're saying the exact same thing. And I, I, I appreciate the way that you looked at it and, and how you reached out to help me with it. Yes. Um, well, I'm so glad. I'll, I'll add one more thing to kind of tie it to the career piece, which is interesting because, you know, I, as you know, I'm a career coach and I work on the phone. And, you know, while I didn't have um, much vision at all for four months, it occurred to me that my intuition was like way ahead of me that I built a business where I actually didn't necessarily need my eyes. And I had um, someone on my team who helped me with um, email and things like that. And I thought, wow, how lucky am I that even if my vision doesn't come back, because there was a time when I didn't know if it would, yeah. even though I'm very grateful that it has, um, that I would continue to be able to do this career that I love so much. So I say that because I really, really believe, and I've seen it so many different places that when our career, um, when we're in alignment with our career and it's work we're truly meant to do, you know, it's not, doesn't mean it's going to be perfect every day of the week um, and that there won't be any challenges. But when we do have challenges, we, we will figure them out. And very often they do become part of our bigger life journey and what I call those hidden gifts. Well, and I think that's also why it's so important to be intentional about what you're doing. I mean, obviously when you were putting your career together and because it was such a good fit for who you are, uh, your chances of the unexpected derailing it are less, not that they're not there, but they're less because you're you're in alignment with how you were made. Absolutely. There's no question. There's no question. And I, I really believe when we get really clear on our truth, what is the work we're truly meant to do? You know, we not only do our best work, which of course benefits the employer, but it's where we can feel the most satisfied because work doesn't have to feel like work. And when we're sitting or standing in that place, when the bumps in the road show up, whatever those are about, I find that you can move through them more quickly and really listen to your own gut and intuition and your good instincts about what feels like the right move from there. And you can, you can deal with obstacles that do show up and it, it doesn't have to feel like a permanent obstacle. It, it can just be one that makes you, you know, have to shift a little bit because you're already in alignment with so many things that are right for you, your values, what you believe in, you know, the, the mission of the company that you work for, whether it's someone else's or your own, um, the people that are there, the culture, uh, you know, your own gifts and talents, even just even your personality, your essence, the, the way that you fit in with that culture, all of those things have to do with our own truth. And I find sometimes, you know, we, we put those last in our list instead of first on our list. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, that was, you were the queen of transitions. That was exactly where I was transitioning <laughs> to, to have you talk more about this idea of a person's truth. So you've already given a lot of critical points about that. What else is it that's unique and, and, and personal about each person's truth as it applies to their career? You know, I think when we are in alignment with our own truth, we can really empower ourselves to be clearer about what's right for us and what may not be. We can be clearer about what we need, 
what requests we want to make, what negotiations we we want to actually have. You know, I see that sometimes people give away their power in career situations when they don't negotiate for what they want. And I don't just mean, you know, that initial salary negotiation. I mean, you know, even after you've been at a company for 10 years, you know, maybe it's about negotiating for taking on a project that particularly interests you, or maybe it's about redesigning your department. Or I've worked with clients that have actually negotiated to straddle two departments because they had expanding interests in other areas that didn't seem so obvious at the beginning. Yeah. And, you know, and you bring up in a very common place where, where people are giving up power at those areas. But if you're somebody who's not happy with their job or if you're a job seeker, you know, so when we get on this topic of of giving up your power, I mean, where are some of the most common ways other than the ones you've mentioned that, that people are doing that? Yeah, let me first by sort of defining the way that I think about power, because okay. I think it's a word that gets misused and misinterpreted very often. You know, to me, this is personal power. And that's different than like bang on the desk on king of the world kind of power. You know, it's really like a quiet internal confidence that comes from a sense of strength. And it really is more like empowerment as opposed to power. And that to me is really the source of how we can do our best work. And I find that there's there's a lot of times as employees or as entrepreneurs where we give away our power by, for example, doubting ourselves. Right. You know, um, being something less than our own best advocate, which I believe is one of our most important jobs. And no, that is not the same as ego. Um, it's really about believing in the work we're meant to do and where we want to contribute. And so it, it is not about, you know, a big ego. It really is about having your own back. And I think people give up their power when they wait for others to have their back or they wait for others to compliment them. It's like, if, if you feel unappreciated at work, ask yourself, where have you taken the time to have a conversation with yourself in your own head? about where you've celebrated what you've contributed, where you're proud of yourself for stretching, where you can acknowledge yourself for being courageous and stretching into an area maybe that you hadn't done before or having uh, a challenging conversation or being willing to, to, to go up to the edge of your comfort zone and take a little bit of a risk that normally you wouldn't have. If you're waiting for someone else to give you that, that's an indicator that it's time for you to start giving that to yourself. And I tell you, I mean, Barb, that's that's all great stuff because that's what we need to do. But there are a lot of folks who would push back. So I don't know how to do that. Uh, I can tell you so many so many people have come on the, the show here and the word imposter syndrome has come up. It's becoming such an epidemic in the professional world where everybody just doesn't feel like they're worthy of what they're doing, et cetera. So all these things that you're saying, I get it. What's what are some of the first steps somebody needs to take to be able to let that kind of strength show up in in the way they execute things? Yeah, that's a great question. So first, let me say that, you know, I, I really think we need to just let go of this sort of like pop psychology word of imposter syndrome, because, mm. you know, as soon as we give ourselves a label, all of a sudden we start living into that label. So first, just get rid of that um, and let go of that idea. 
Secondly, I like to give my clients an assignment and I'll give it to all your listeners right now, which is every night before you go to bed, you know, in that time you're sort of winding down, you can even do it while you're brushing your teeth, is think about five things from your day that you feel really proud of. And they can be tiny things or they can be big things. So they can be something you accomplished, but I want you to look even deeper than your to-do list. I want you to look at, you know what? I was brave. I had a conversation that took some extra courage. Or you know what? I felt like blowing up at work. Instead, I took a pause. I counted to 10. I took a few deep breaths and I decided to sleep on it before I responded to that person who triggered me. It can be, it can be something as small as, you know what? You took some extra time to listen to your favorite song on your drive home from work so that you didn't bring your grumpy mood from work home to your family. Mm. And so celebrating the things that we're proud of in ourselves as a daily practice every single day, you can do it in the morning when you first wake up. Some people prefer that. Um, either way, it's sort of in those like still sleepy moments where you're just doing like a daily review. And the reason I say five things is that most people can pretty easily come up with one or two. And five is designed specifically to stretch you. So the exercise is not done until you really come up with five. And it's not really important what those five things are. What's actually important is the daily practice of it. Because over the course of time, you will start to think about yourself differently instead of according to a label that you gave yourself, you know, 10 years ago or even last year or when you heard it on some, you know, TV program and you thought, oh, yeah, that's me. Well, you know what? If it doesn't empower you, where can you look at a place where it's not you, where there's exceptions to that? Hmm. You know, and I can see, I can see that bringing so much value because I think sometimes we get so, we get so focused on the negative and what's not working well that it derails us and it becomes like you were saying about the imposter syndrome, like a self-fulfilling prophecy and we start yes. leaning into it. Well, let's look at another side of this. So, okay. Let's say I'm starting to do that. And every day I'm, I'm, I'm saying those five things, but then I'm going into work if I'm, if I'm working. And, and there are literally people around me who are trying to take my power from me that are, you know, bullying that, that part of, uh, out of me. How, did, how do you encourage folks to deal with that when they're in an environment that doesn't really, you know, give them the opportunity to act in that way? Well, the first thing is, let me just acknowledge anyone who's feeling like that, because that's not easy. And I think being our own best advocate includes acknowledging ourselves that those situations are not easy. However, while I, I do believe bullies exist in the workplace, there's no question, nobody can steal or take away our power without our permission. Mm. So let me say more about that. You know, if we automatically step into the role of victim or we feel like a victim to somebody else pushing us around or using certain personality characteristics that they have to take advantage, or maybe they just come from a different culture. You know, I hear this a lot. Like, you know, maybe they were came up through the corporate ranks in, in a, you know, doggy dog corporate culture in New York City somewhere. Mm. And they learn that, you know, the person with the loudest voice wins. Well, maybe that's not even against you or about you. It's just what they learn. So one, recognize that it probably has more to do with them feeling uncomfortable and that they feel the need to do this to make themselves feel a little bit more safe and comfortable. And it's not something against you. 
So the thing that you can do to protect yourself from that is to not allow it. And that doesn't mean getting a big argument, but it means being able to stand up for yourself. And, you know, if it is about someone with a loud voice, say, you know what, let's pick this conversation up when we both feel a little more relaxed. Or, you know what, it feels like maybe today's not the right day for this conversation. Depending on the situation, it varies. But by you actually using your voice to articulate what works for you and what doesn't work for you, you aren't disempowering yourself. And then you can still stay on an equal playing field as the other person. So you want to be careful about not elevating them as being more important than you, but really think of yourselves as, you know, every relationship is a 50-50 dance. And that doesn't matter if their title is different than yours. It's still a 50-50 dance. And if you're not holding your ground on the 50% that is yours, then you may be stepping into the role of victim. And you want to check yourself on that and, and learn to work on that. That's one of the things I do with my clients quite a lot. Well, and, you know, that's an interesting part, the 50-50 idea. And think about it. If you are going into those kinds of toxic environments and you don't understand yourself, and you're not clear on how you bring value, and you're not taking time to recognize the successes you are having every day, i.e. that, uh, you know, the five things at the end of the day, uh, how much more poorly are you prepared to handle that? And how much are you probably going to have to deal with it a lot longer? Self-awareness is such an important thing when it comes to so many things, but certainly your career. If you truly understand yourself in those things, I think you, you empower yourself to not only deal with those situations better, but also to build a plan that maybe gets you out of that situation if you at some point need to. What do you think about that, Barb? 150%. That is absolutely true. In fact, so much so that I will tell you a secret. My belief that one of the secrets to career success is really about our own, what I call our inner work. And, you know, yes, we can all learn new skills and yes, we all have different talents and strengths, but if we don't have that inner work and the growth that we're working on in terms of taking good care of ourselves, being our own best advocate, you know, not being a voice of self-doubt, not comparing ourselves to others, not setting up unrealistic expectations for ourselves and others. And, you know, I could go on with all the ways in which we do that. That I really believe is one of our biggest journeys around career success and career growth. Yeah. And, you know, I'm going to paint with a little bit of a broad brush here, but uh, when you look at the, the pandemic that we're, we're still struggling with to some degree, and I, I wrote about this at one point, uh, you know, that I think in some ways it gave a lot of folks who were willing to look at themselves closer during those moments a chance to achieve a deeper level of self-awareness. Uh, so, for example, before the pandemic, there we all were. We were we were doing our jobs. If we were in one of these jobs where it was just rush, rush, rush all the time and we were just buried in busyness, we couldn't even see you know, the bigger picture for our lives. But then, you know, here we get put in this pandemic and we're sent home for a time period and we get a chance to really assess what our work life is. And I think for those who are willing to, or to, to dig deeper, I mean, I think in a lot of ways you come back on the other side of that with, with just a better plan for how to get moving in the future. Absolutely. I fully believe that that is one of the hidden gifts, as we were talking about at the beginning mm. of our conversation. I think that is one of the hidden gifts of the pandemic. 
you know, certainly there's been a lot of grief and loss and other things. Yeah. One of the hidden gifts is it really did give people a chance to reassess and reassess not only their own self-development and self-discovery, but also reassess whether this really was the work that they were meant to do, whether it was in alignment with them, whether it was, you know, something that they believed in, whether it it made sense for the lifestyle that they wanted to create for themselves um, and their families. You know, I, I know a lot of people like moved from big cities because now they could um, while they were working remotely and got closer to family and you know, had a smaller town life and, you know, not as many expenses and, you know, actually was, they were able to spend more time with their kids. And, and ultimately once people got through some of the bumps of, you know, the, the novelty and, you know, homeschooling and all the other challenges, you know, I, I do see that if people actually took the time to learn and observe and self-discover that people did find hidden gifts and it's not too late. If you're someone who's listening and you maybe haven't done that yet, it's not too late. You can still do that self-discovery. Well, and, and let me throw a plug out here for, for Barb and for the Revealed Talent community and all the resources that uh, folks have put out there like that. When you come to this crossroads and maybe maybe the pandemic brought you there where you realized I'm not where I need to be. I'm not happy where I need to be. I'm not using my gifts well and where I need to be. That's one thing. But believe me, there were a lot of people after the pandemic who made a reactive decision and jumped without even first thinking through, well, what do I need to be doing? How does that look? How does leaving look? Take advantage of the resources around you. There are so many out there who have been through this and have built some wonderful tools that can help you get through it. So, yeah, don't don't let that happen to you alone. It's true. It's true. And in fact, you know, I think that the most important piece that you can do first is that self-discovery work so much so that when people come to me and they tell me they want to quit, that's their first, that's the first sentence when they call me up, you know, the next thing I say is hold on, take off your shoes. Let's just sit down and have a conversation about this because I actually think the first phase of redesigning or redeveloping or transforming your career is actually to really look at your own habits and patterns. And see, yeah. And habits are, I mean, that's so many times in life, whenever you want to change anything, it's just literally about changing a habit, habit pattern. Yes. And habits include the way we think, the habits of thinking, the habits of comparison, you know, the habits of thinking of ourselves as a victim. Those are habits as well, not just, you know, the way we, you know, complete our calendar or the way we organize our desk or not. Well, which is why that simple exercise about in front of the mirror, saying the five things you did well today, if you can make that a habit, what kind of impact is that going to have on, you know, how you're mentally seeing your situation? It's true. And by the way, let me add one piece about that. You know, that exercise can be done really anytime. The only reason I mentioned before you're going to bed or, you know, when you're brushing your teeth is because the greatest way to create a new habit is attach it to a habit that you already have in place. Yep. So you hopefully already have brushing your teeth in place. You, you <laughs> right. already have like getting into bed, turning out the light and putting your head on the pillow as a habit. So now you can just, before you close your eyes, think of those, of those things and use that as, as a way to create some punctuation on your day. No, that's that's a great point. I mean, attach it to something you're already doing. It makes it a, a lot easier. All right. Well, Barb, you've listened to a few episodes, and I know you've shared that with me. And and thank you, by the way. 
But while you were listening, I'm sure you noticed that I had the habit of asking guests to get a little <laughs> vulnerable and share something about their past and about how they've personally dealt with what they're talking about. So can you share about a time maybe where, where you struggled with perhaps giving up a little bit of your power? Absolutely. And I love that you asked all your guests this question. So I actually had fun thinking about this for myself. So about 16 years ago, when I was first starting my business, it wasn't even a full-time business. I was just doing it part-time. It was the last job that I, that I did before I began this particular business. And I was working for an entrepreneur. And um, after about only eight months, really, um, I was doing a, basically a part-time consulting position. I went in to give him my notice. And um, I was really clear on my decision. And I was ready to take the leap into my own business full time because up until then, I had only been doing it um, a couple days a week. But here's where I gave away my power. I went in to give him the notice and proceeded to somehow end up in a conversation with him for more than an hour. I think it might have been even pushing 90 minutes where he basically talked out loud for quite a while and talked himself into all the reasons why me working there wasn't working. So it felt a little like an eighth grade, you know, first budding love relationship where like, you know, you break up with the guy and all of a sudden now he figures out how to break up with you. Oh my God. <laughs> and the mistake that I made, honestly, was after five or 10 minutes of realizing what was actually happening here, not continuing to sit through that conversation, but find a way to with grace and style, which I believe to always do and not burn bridges, to excuse myself from that conversation and let him know that I was pretty clear and that there really was no reason for us to continue to have a long conversation about that. And I, I did give up my power because I didn't say my truth. Hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I think there are probably some folks listening to this who can kind of relate to that type of situation. And, and what a great story to share. And you've, you've, you've got something that now you can carry into the future and, you know, not respond in the same way. Yep, absolutely. And I've done that many times since. I, I will tell you, you know, a lot of people ask that question about like, you know, when people are on their deathbed, like what are the things they regret? Don't, don't let the thing that you regret be not saying what's true for you in a way that is still respectful of other people but doesn't just push your own needs on your own thoughts and your own fears, you know, down below the surface. Yeah. And I think it's important to, you know, put the time uh, and, and investment in truly understanding what that truth is. That is not an easy question to, you know, to get answered for yourself. And it, I think it takes genuine reflection. I certainly, uh, you know, having a, a Christian background, think it would have some uh, something you'd take from that experience as well. So dig deep. Yes. And, and, you know, sometimes it takes time, you know, little by little. There's a lot of different pieces and components to it. Yeah. Well, Barb, I, I appreciate so much uh, all the detail of this conversation. And I know you've got a lot going on. So I'd love to ask, is there anything else, you know, you want to share with the audience? Well, we've still got a couple minutes here. Yeah, thanks. You know, I would love to offer your audience a gift. I call it Monday Morning Leap. And that's Monday Morning Leap, L-E-A-P.com. And that's a gift for everyone. It's free. Um, if you go there, what you will get is on Monday mornings, a very short audio or video career tip 
of the most frequently asked questions that I get and that I've had over the last 16 years of doing this work. And so there's something for everyone. There's something for entrepreneurs. There's something for people looking for a job. There's something for people who are just landed in a new job or looking to make a change, any of those things. And so um, you can sign up there at mondaymorningleap.com and check it out and uh, see what you think. And you'll get some other goodies from that as well over time, uh, gifts from me. I will assure you that you'll have at least one person because I'm going to make a Monday morning leap and, and go out there and <laughs> check that out myself. So, yeah, we will uh, we'll put that in the show notes to make it really simple for folks to just click on the link there and be able to go out and experience that as well. So, hey, thank you so much for you know coming here and, and offering a little encouragement about not giving up their power. And, and thanks again for the encouragement that you've offered me. I think uh, one of the unique things that you said today was, you know, it was in those moments when you, you couldn't see that you probably saw more clearly than you had in a while. And so I think yes. folks to remember that. I mean, you know, bad things can carry with them some wonderful, wonderful blessings if you're willing to look for them. It's true. It's true. Well, thank you, Mark. I really uh, appreciated our conversation and I wish you, wish you the best too, personally. Thank you so much. Have a great one. You too. If anyone listening has had some moments recently where you've been given up your power in a certain situation and it's carried you a little further away from who you were made to be, I hope you listened closely to what Barb had to say and will use it as a beacon to get back on course. But I know that self-discovery isn't always easy, especially when it comes to your life's work. A good starting place might be to go to Barb's Monday Morning Leap Com, or it may be to go to revealtalent.com where you'll find a link to a free course called Owning Your Career. This is our gift to job seekers that contains the fundamental principles of the career advice that leaders here at Reveal have been given for over two decades. Whatever you do to get back on course, I hope you won't feel like you have to do it alone. <laughs>